This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. on a Motown Monday with Stephen McIver, DJ Nerve and Captain K in the house and it's time to talk some cricket and (laughs) the only thing you want to talk about right now is how does a a team win a test, a five-day test in two days? That's what Australia did. There were 34 wickets taken in six sessions of cricket. And to break this one down, uh, from Crick Buzz, crickbuzz.com, is Bharat Sundaresan. He joins us right now. G'day, Bharat. How are you, man? Very good. <clears throat> Still can't believe I'm in my hotel room ordering um, Uber Eats on, on what should be like day three. I should be getting my free lunch at the stadium right now. <laughs> That's what you're really griping about, having to pay for lunch, right? Oh, absolutely. Like that, I mean, look, if you want short finishes, at least drag us into the third morning so that they, the, you know, the organizers or the, uh, the stadium guys have to give us food. So you know, that's the life of a journalist. Who said there are no free lunches in life? I've just, we've just run a story, Bharat, on the fact that the ICC is going to look into this incredibly green pitch, which, and you can tell me, was it unplayable? Um, honestly, it, it wasn't. Uh, you know, we had a two-day finish uh, last year in uh, in Ahmedabad where India and England played, and and that almost played out like like a very old-school horror movie, right? From the beginning, you knew, oh, oh, this is this is going only one way. This is not going to last for too long. But I think the GABA pitch and just the GABA test that that finished yesterday almost had a more um, new-age horror. Uh, movie fielder, it was more sophisticated. Like, you weren't sure that it's going to end that way because um, the pitch, yeah, looked green, uh, but it has looked green before in domestic cricket here and, and even like the MCG pitch last year. Uh, and even though, look, some wickets started falling very early on uh, on day one with South Africa, you expected the South African inexperienced batting lineup to, to struggle. And, and honestly, it was only somewhere during day two that even I personally started looking at the pitch differently because there were these divots, like the surface underneath was so soft and there was so much moisture uh, that uh, the more, and you have these big, tall fast bowlers on both sides. So there were these very obvious divots 
and towards the end of day two, it it did become a a little ridiculous, honestly. Like uh, Australia's run chase, what they lost four wickets uh, on their way to get to 34, and uh, all their batters were just throwing their bat around. They were just they just wanted to get to the finish line somehow. So it did get uh, a little too um, out there in a way. And uh, like Dean Elgar said, if I believe if play had continued into day three and day four we might have run the risk of this pitch being deemed unsafe. So so the question remains, was this damaging for the integrity of Test cricket? Um, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, I mean, it, we've seen so many of these dull five-day Test match draws all around the world. And, and over in Pakistan, you have England playing a very new-age form of uh, Test cricket. They've revolutionised it, haven't they? Uh so, I mean, I think the the odd two-day, three-day finish uh, is, is not a bad result for Test cricket. It was exciting. I mean, you expected the two fast bowling attacks to have a say. But for them to have this much of a say, it was, yeah, it was a little disappointing, for sure. But, um, yeah, I don't mind a, a result. And, and I'm not talking about my freelances here at all. But <laughs> occasionally for a game, the bowlers to have such a big say, uh, it, it, it was exciting. Look, it was gripping till the end. It never felt like, oh, just call this off. Like, like we have been, or we have felt at times when uh, the the Islamabad test, the Rawalpindi test in Australia were there in Pakistan. That felt like, come on, you know, I mean, just call this off. But this didn't feel like that. I mean, we didn't have to. The game was finishing right before our eyes. It could have actually finished in five sessions um, if the South African tail hadn't wagged. What I, what I would love to know from you, and, and you've just mentioned uh, Brendan McCullum's uh, revolutionising the way England play, and as you've said just there, revolutionising Test cricket because he was a you know he was a risk and reward batter, went out there and just went for it. But I, I've always wondered, and has the IPL and the proliferation of big hitting and the idea to get runs as fast as you can, has that invaded test cricket to the point where it, it needs to be dialed back a bit? Or, 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 or let me, or let me add, add to that. Or are uh-huh. we living in an age where we just want results? We want to see big hits and bowlers hit all over the place. Uh, I think, a majority of world cricket is headed that way, uh, and it's it's unavoidable. And the shorter formats have definitely had a say in how Test cricket gets played, uh, and in in a good and a bad way. I mean, it depends on how you look at it. I mean, what England are doing, what Brendan McCullum is getting this English team to do, uh, nobody had thought of this before. I mean, people attempted it maybe for a few sessions, maybe one Test match here or there, but to go and do it everywhere they play is is yeah, I mean, it, it is. It, he is a pioneer. And just on Brendan McCullum, he was also the pioneer in the IPL. Don't forget that 158 really kicked the IPL off um, like nobody expected it to. So I think the world will look back at Brendan McCullum in a few years' time with uh, a lot more uh, awe than, than they do already. But just coming to what you were saying, I think techniques have been definitely been uh, impacted. Like for all the talk about the pitch, some of the batting from South Af- the South African top order in particular was really inept across both innings. Uh, the technique, I mean, the ball that got uh, Rassi van der Dusen out, uh, a number three should not have such a big gap between bat and pad, you know, to a full ball. So uh, there was a bit of that as well. So it, it definitely is impacting. But there are still guys like Cheteshwar Pujara and Manas Labushain and Steve Smith were able to survive in this era as well. And I think we shouldn't forget that either. So let's take it a step further. And this would be, and 
the, the concern for the lovers and the purists of test cricket. There are young women and men out there watching this happen in test cricket. And they are so impressionable as to what goes on watching their heroes. And when they're seeing their heroes go out there and looking just lump at large out towards the boundary, technique, as you have quite rightly mentioned, sort of becomes something they don't want to have to think about. So the responsibility now lies on coaching at the lower levels. Oh, very much so. And uh, I, I umpire quite a few games at the at the junior level in Adelaide when I'm not covering cricket. And and you're on the money there. I've seen 12-year-olds, 11-year-olds, um, when they're just practicing. They're practicing the ramp shot. They're practicing the reverse sweep. Um, I'm not saying that uh, nobody, none of them has a strong defensive technique, but um, those shots have just come into the game and they're coming into the game from a, from a very young age. And as a coach, how do you, or at what point do you pull them back and say, no, you can't do that? Um, you know, the world has changed as well. I think generationally, we're all uh, more, uh, or, or more like open to the next generation doing whatever they want to do, or at least changing their approach. So it's going to be diff- different and difficult, but it'll be interesting to see how many other countries, though, uh, can do what England are doing. Because A, it, it, it's not just the, the 14 guys who are in Pakistan right now who are batting like that. It's a cultural revolution. Everybody in England right now seems to be uh, charged the same way, where they have that freedom to go out and you know play or pull off bass ball, as they're calling it. So, um, that, so even though it looks like England are changing the world, I mean, they've definitely changed the way they play test cricket. I mean, they were horrible last year when they came here for the Ashes. So something had to change. I mean, I always called it their um, get busy living or get busy dying moment. And, uh, you know, Brendan McCullum has come at the right time as the Andy Dufresne from Shawshank Redemption to, you know, take them to uh, this new brave world. But whether the rest of the world catches up, uh, it's going to be interesting uh, to see how the next couple of years in Test cricket play out. Do you like it? Um, that's a good question. I When it started off, I was a little skeptical about it. Um, I'm just 37, but it doesn't. Uh, I am a little more old school than I should be at my age. But I did feel like um, my question was the sustenance of it. Like, how can they sustain it in other conditions? And uh, will they sustain it? Like, will they back their talk? But then you're talking about Brendan McCallum and Ben Stokes, two guys who um, only know one way, right? Once they commit to something, they're not going to back down. But it's it's it's. Almost fascinating how everybody is kind of uh, owned up to it. Uh, everybody is kind of dialed into it in England. Uh, so it's good to see, I mean, the way they won the T20 World Cup as well. Um, but I still do like my hardcore test cricket. I, and I don't think that will change. I don't think a Manas Labushain or a Steve Smith or a Virat Kohli suddenly are going to start playing or a Kane Williamson is going to start playing the way England are. So it'll be a good mix, but it's something fresh and new. I mean, we have a new shiny toy to get excited. <laughs> yeah, but but I've always wondered. I've always wondered whether the the history or the 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 legitimacy of Test cricket is being tested in a world uh, which is driven not necessarily all the time, but is driven by youngsters and social media who want that quick fix. And because we've seen the the explosion of the IPL and then other other formats of T Twenty cricket around the world that maybe there's going to be pressure on the ICC to figure out the, and this is for me the key word, the relevance of test cricket in the modern world. Uh, honestly, I don't, like, yes, I mean, the death of uh, the obituary of test cricket has been written quite a few times in the last two decades, ever since white ball cricket completely took over. 
but I still think from a broadcaster's perspective, it's still a big sell, especially when the big countries are playing. I think that's the big challenge, though. Like when India, England and Australia play test cricket, um, there's still a lot of money to be made for the broadcasters. It still sells a lot. It's what happens with the other countries, whether it's New Zealand, South Africa, Sri Lanka, West Indies, we saw here in Australia just two weeks ago. Uh, what's their future? Uh, and I do worry about that um, purely because can they manage to keep on, hold on to a lot of their younger players um, when they're not playing as much test cricket as, as everyone else? So you are very obviously missing out on making uh, the kind of income you can if you are from a, one of these countries or if you take the other route, like a lot of people have started doing and start playing in these leagues elsewhere. So, 2023 will tell us where world cricket is going or will be going in the next five years. Okay, one final thought, not even about cricket. Do you love kabaddi? <laughs> oh, I mean, I I grew up in a very urban part of Mumbai where I didn't see much kabaddi, but the pro kabaddi league, which kicked off a few years ago, got me really hooked onto it. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I've never personally indulged in it, but it's a fun sport to watch. Yeah, it is. Just had to ask you, I had the opportunity to uh, call the World Cup <laughs> in, in Ahmedabad uh, four or five years ago. It was a, a whole heap, it was a whole heap of fun. Barat Sundaraisen from CrickBuzz.com, thank you so much. I hope for the Boxing Day test you get all your free lunches over the five days. Uh, actually, you know what? I don't mind the boxing day test finishing early because my wife's coming with me and she'll be very happy to see my face for two extra days. <laughs> well, well, well spoken, my friend. Uh, take care and thanks for giving us your time. Thank you so much. Have a great day.